Javier Barrios. Yes. Dude, thanks for coming. You're in my barrio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you probably, you've never gotten that before, probably. Uh, actually, no. I, I, no one's actually. <laughs> oh, there you go. Like, like, people, like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Javier from the barrio or something. There it but is. Like, yeah. 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 Dude, thanks for uh, coming over, man. I can't say enough how excited I am to, to talk to you. I mean, it's been probably over a decade since, you know, our days at Wakefield. Oh, yeah. um, you were also an alum from Abingdon Elementary School. Holla. Yeah. Class of what was that like 2002 or something? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, the uh, Twin Tower thing happened when uh, we were in fifth grade. That's right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 2002, I guess we would yeah. have uh, like graduated from fifth grade. <laughs> Quote unquote. Yeah. 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 I, it's interesting. You use the Twin Towers thing as a reference point. I do that all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I know in fifth grade that the towers went down and the Pentagon. And no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, because I mean, like, um, you know, tragedies or whatever are like good bookmarks of like, uh, oh, this is like an event that has happened, you know, and like our life was whatever up until this point, you know, and yeah. then, like, and it's like, okay, now like, you know, it's the next chapter of that, just like with, uh, with COVID, you know, it's like, True. oh, uh, so I 19, guess that's COVID-19, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 19, yeah. So it's just like, oh, okay. So that's how you like place, like, what have I been doing? And like, the, it's like, oh, okay. It's been like, you know, three years or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. That's now I know like. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Well, hopefully we don't have anything soon coming up. That's like a big tragedy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrote a book, my man. Yes. That is, that's crazy. I don't know anyone who's written a book. I know people that are like writers and, you know, like yeah. journalists or whatever, but. Well, a lot of people um, want to write a book, you know, and there's a lot of people who I meet who, um, you know, when I, in over the years talking about me writing like this book in particular, and they're like, oh, you know, that's cool. I, I've tried to write a book once or I've always wanted to write a book and it's just kind of like, um, do it. Yeah. You know, like it, it takes a lot of time. Uh, yeah. I've been working on uh, Tenebris, uh, The Unholy Darkness for about 13 years. And that's this version of it. Okay. I uh, originally wrote um, a much simpler version um, like in ninth grade. Okay. So like yeah, 2005, 2006 or whatever. Okay. Um, and that was basically like the whole story. And now it's only like a few pages long or whatever, because it wasn't much of a writer mm -hmm. then. Um, but yeah, it was uh, 2009. Um, maybe not 2009, actually. It would have been maybe junior year, I think. Oh, okay, so earlier than that. Yeah, because... Yeah. Um, in 2007 uh my dad had passed away okay and i know like during that summer afterwards because uh he died in in the spring like in march okay. and during that summer i spent a lot of time by myself and it was like i'm always like trying to work on writing a book like i've always been wanting to write a book and i okay. always start writing certain stories and then just drop them and it's like you know there's that there's the unholy wars which was the original name it's like there's the unholy wars you wrote it before it's a story that you've been uh, playing with for so many years why don't you like write that okay uh and i guess like i use that as like my distraction to be like okay you know i can't believe like dwelling on like you know losing my dad or whatever like let me do this thing yeah yeah um yeah and uh, but i remember like yeah in 12th grade uh, my English teacher, Mr. Lutz, uh, was probably like my favorite uh, teacher I've ever had. Um, I remember telling him like, oh, I'm, I'm writing a book. Like, maybe when it's done, you can review it. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm so busy, but, you know, I'll, I'll read it. 
Yeah. Uh, which um, last week I actually like emailed him. I, I went to Wakefield yeah. to try to like go and see him. Okay. Um, of course, like it's been so long since I've been in high school. I don't know like the actual hours and stuff. And yeah, it's yeah. like I got there like about four, so I figured like school's just over. Okay. Um, but when I went to the main office, the like uh, main secretary, uh, but she had told me that he was already gone. And okay. you know, most of the time, the teachers these days they just like leave like as soon as school <laughs> is possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they don't really do visitors and stuff like that yeah. uh, anymore. Uh, but she gave me his uh, email, and then uh, Mr. Wilmore's, who's like now the principal yeah, there. Chris, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So I emailed both of them, and um, when I I gave her my card and told her like why I was there and stuff, and she you know thought it was neat, and even said like instead of maybe just coming to visit you know a teacher, maybe we can set up like you can talk to a class or maybe Whatever. have an assembly. It's like wow, that's really neat, and in the back of my head, it's like. I don't think you know yet that this is not like, uh, you know, a scholastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is not meant for, you know, young, uh, I don't know, like, let's say children, but they're not yeah. necessarily children, you know, in high school, but still, like, it's uh, for adult audiences. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you know, people can like, uh, people like whatever. Right. Um, yeah. You know, even at that age, they, you, you know, know like, people are going into their own. Yeah. Like Stephen King's like a household name and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I, I remember doing a book report on Cujo in like seventh grade and stuff. So the crazy dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Nightmares. it's not too far fetched to have like, you know, that kind of content in school. Yeah. That would be super cool. Was that your first time going back to Wakefield? Uh, yeah, like actually in there. Well, um, uh, I guess building. when I had moved back, because uh, I lived in Pittsburgh for a few years. Okay. When I moved back, I was like, oh, I want to go to like the pool regularly. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, like a guy that goes to the pool and works out, you know, okay. uh, which I did that once because uh, that's how that happens, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I remember I went to that pool uh, at Wakefield and yeah. I remember being super lost because like, everything's completely different everything and i went to you remember like where the pool was before like behind yeah, yeah, the yeah. football field or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. on the I, house one side or yeah yeah <laughs> i started walking over there and there's nothing there it's just like the field and i'm looking around and there's like some kids walking by, like hey uh weird question but uh there used to be like the swimming pool right over there but where where is it now i'm like oh it's actually like part of the main building now i'm like yeah. oh okay cool so i had explored at least the pool okay, okay. Uh, then and um yeah, but other than that, this was my first time actually like going to visit, which I didn't go much further than the main office. But yeah. um, it's very different now. Yeah, very different. It looks like more like a mall than oh yeah, than a school college campus. Yeah, they opened up the new or they closed down the old bit, building on our last year, right? Like a, yeah, I think so. Nine. Yeah, because yeah, that's how it was yes. for like TJ to um uh like TJ Middle School. Yeah, or like the year after I left, they. Well, I guess it's not really remodeled. Never mind. I feel like they did something. They did to something. It. Kenmore did the same thing where they, my the middle school I went to, where they they tore it down the final year that we were there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, tell me again, tenebris. Yeah, tenebris. Tenebris. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a Latin word. So I guess the correct pronunciation would be like tenebri. Okay. Um, which means dark or darkness. Yeah. I looked it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and Something like, without light. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so the original name of the story, like I said, was the unholy wars, mm -hmm. uh, because 
uh, you know, I guess a little spoiler or whatever, we're, we're leading into, it's not in this book, but in the next book, we're leading into a huge crusade style war, Okay. you know, which the crusades are known as the, the Holy, Holy Wars. Yeah. Uh, but the location of this um, gives it the other name. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know. I remember uh, talking with my mentor after I had moved back. Like I moved back from Pittsburgh, uh, 2016. Okay. And we like I reconnected. Uh, John Dar uh, is, my, uh, is my mentor. Uh, he's also a writer. Uh, he does like young young adult uh, novels actually. And uh, his main series is called like Jonah Blackstone, okay. which is uh, really cool. Um, almost like Harry Potter in a way. Like you know. Uh, uh, teen discovers that he's uh you know more than human uh in this case he's like part uh, reaper and there's like a whole world of like um i guess there's like the grim reaper and then there's like all these like under reapers who have like these different abilities and stuff and uh it's really it's a really cool story but he's yeah. uh guided me throughout my uh writing journey for quite a few years and i remember telling him that i wanted to split the unholy wars into two books because i I'm really close to being done with like the whole first section, whole first part of it, and I'm kind of tired of like working on this book. I want um, I want it to be out, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to have this published, and like I could wait longer and like do the full thing. But also, as like a new author, I thought like it's less intimidating to try to sell like uh, a smaller book as opposed to like a huge, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which this came out to be. Uh, bigger than I thought too is like 324 pages or something right um and so I remember telling him like perfect size wanna... for me yeah you know so I... <laughs> <laughs> I can't read anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it, it, it's like a regular book you know? yeah because like on the word doc it was like 192 pages I remember being like kind of like oh man I wanted to at least break 200 yeah but then when they size it down to the yeah yeah because, uh, yeah, like right before we submitted it, my partner, um, uh, uh, they were saying that like, oh, wait, we're supposed to like submit everything to be printing ready. Your documents are in like printer paper size documents. We're like, we got to reformat that. And so then like we like changed it. Originally, we were, I was going to do like a five by eight book, which is uh, like a standard size uh, paperback book. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was like over 400 pages. And I was like, oh my God, that I did not realize that I wrote that much. That's okay. crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then like I uh I do like pay for like um like per page of what's printed. So I was like, well, let's make it like a little bigger so there's a little less like pages. Right. And then also again, so it's not as intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Picking up this large Bible sized novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so uh, it was John Dar uh, who gave me the suggestion of uh, looking up what darkness is in Latin. Because uh, I was like, the second book would be called The Unholy Wars for sure. I get, I get that because that's where the war is. Like, what do I call the first one? And he's like, oh, like, well, why don't you think of that? Cause I think my first idea was like the untold story of darkness, but it's like ah, that might be too long. Mm -hmm. uh, also, with like my. Um, you know, my name is Javier Barrios. I really like my name, Javier Antonio Barrios, but that's also pretty long too. And like, uh, shorten it to up. Put it all in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, cause like, yeah, again with like the book of like, I don't want the book to be too big. So it's like, well, the title shouldn't be too big. Uh, the unholy darkness mm -hmm. instead. And that's kind of like parallel to the unholy wars, which if I do a, a third one, you know, it opens it up to be the unholy Trinity or something, but we'll see. Yeah.
So I didn't know what Tenebris was, but I th- I thought the design that I that I saw um, from what you sent me, I thought that's what you named the design. And then I oh. looked up, I was like, what is this? And then I saw like, the, the darkness. So is there something behind this book coming out on Halloween? Is there a... Uh, or, so I um, I love Halloween. It's like okay. one of like the only holidays that I actually like really like enjoy. Um, and I'm a very like macabre, dark person. And like, uh, it's not a horror story like specifically, but it does have like monsters and... Um, it is, you know, uh, kind of sort of set in a version of hell, uh, which was a little like, you know, good themes for Halloween. And yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I just always wanted to release on Halloween. I know like two years ago when I thought I would be done with it, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you know, seen all the time. So I'm like, oh, cool. If I like finish this in this amount of time, it can be done by Halloween. And then like, that's the tough way to go about like getting it done, right? Like, oh, yeah. Just sit in a. Because I feel like uh, as a writer, you, you, it, it's difficult to just like set a date and be like, I'm, I'm gonna because there's there's a creative process, right? You have to be in those zones. You have to, yeah. But you, you've been so you had been working on this for 13 years. How has that evolved? Like, how has this story evolved from your first idea? Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you first? How and like, how did this story come to you? What was that like? All right. So how did it come to me? Now, that's like a difficult uh, question or whatever, because um, so my earliest memories of some of these characters can go as far back as like kindergarten. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you probably know like the G.I. Joe cartoon, the original G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a there was like an animated movie based off of the show. I forgot what year it came out in, um, but in the movie, uh, the G.I. Joe, the movie, uh, Cobra Commander, who is like the leader of the antagonists, the, they're like that communist Nazi-ish group. Um, he wears like a helmet or in some uh, versions, he has like a sack over his head and he's uh, disfigured because there's like some spores from space that um, like gave him multiple eyes or whatever. And in the movie, uh, because he has repeatedly failed to, like, you know, destroy the the, you know, the G.I. Joes or whatever, um, he is forced to be exposed, like, fully to these spores. And uh, as the movie goes on, he's, like, slowly turning into a cobra. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's one particular moment where he's, like, almost perfect half man, half snake creature thing okay and uh i just that thought that stuck with you yeah that was Man, like really cool cool character to build off of. yeah and like i don't know uh i just know as a little kid being driven to school i'd like look outside the the window and there's actually like a word for it i think i remember reading about this not so long ago but like imagining like yourself or like some kind of like character like following you along like while you're like just driving or whatever and yeah. like um i remember being a kid and thinking of like myself like as a cool soldier dude like you know swinging (laughs) around on the trees and stuff and then that just uh turned into this like cobra like person instead and that was just like a thing i would draw a lot and i just always thought was like oh this is neat i like this uh you know these like snake demon things um and then um the the like deity that's the serpentoids is like what i call the like the human snake things uh the deity that they worship his name is thandura and his design uh it was like inspired from a different movie as well 
But I mean, in general, he just has like a, the very like classic double yeah, yeah. look to it. Um, but specifically, there is a Tom Cruise movie with uh, Tim Curry called Legend. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's uh, it it's so crazy because like it's a movie that's very like niche, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so many like famous people in it and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. like you know, Tom Cruise is the main right, hero, right, right. and uh, like Tim Curry plays the antagonist, and his name is Darkness. Uh, and he's this like beast, like this red beast of a uh, creature with like huge black horns. Um, and I'm pretty sure like they don't do too many shots of like his lower half. I'm pretty sure he has like the hood feet, you know? Okay. Uh, and so he's like the classic double kind yeah. of thing. And um, so I've just always imagined Thandria or like that character. Um, but yeah, so that's just how like those were like inspired me and then the story itself um i guess starts in kindergarten where it was me um and three other friends i can only remember uh sergio salinas was one of them um i don't remember the name of the other two kids but um uh we played a game called cobras where we were like these cobra people um we're, we're, we're actually demons in a way and like um I would draw this like symbol in like the, the dirt that we would all like sit around to like kind of like summon the devil and he would be like oh okay you guys have to go like kill these other demons because it was kind of like we were good demons fighting bad demons mm-hmm. uh it's and, always a you know, yeah, good yeah. versus bad sort of thing yeah yeah you know and it's just you know just because we're like demons doesn't necessarily mean we're like evil um and i guess like the devil isn't all like evil too in this like you know scenario but um you know it's just like there's these demons that have like escaped hell and they're posing as humans so we just like run around the the uh, uh the playground during recess and like pretend to like you know beat up these demons or whatever <laughs> nice uh and then like me as a leader also taking influence from cobra commander i was uh king cobra okay. and then like my right hand was like prince cobra and then the other two like they like uh named themselves like cheetah cobra because he's fast and then like eagle cobra um and i like so that's just like how it was and up until like um yeah like maybe ninth grade where it's like i've now spent years like trying to write these like random stories that i've always like wanted to write um but every time i go to bed i would think about the snake characters fighting demons like building up that story in my mind and finally it's just like you know you keep trying to write these like books but you uh, you know you only have like an idea but not necessarily like how to flesh out the story mm-hmm. and so i'll just like walk away from them and it's like you know this story really well you've been playing with it for your whole life like write that and you've even probably drawn them out like you know yeah. With how to describe them, you you know, in your in your head, your imagination, like you've already, you just have to piece it all together. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like, okay, let me start writing them, and uh, you know, I just change up the names because uh, you know, like King Cobra, Prince Cobra, Eagle Cobra. It's you know, kind of kind of cheesy or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think uh, so. The main character, the King Cobra, uh, his name is now Sectoris. Originally, his name was uh, Solario or Solarius. I remember seeing that on a license plate while driving, and uh, someone's like vanity license plate says Solario. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to use that. And um, 
again, like the original story was very different. There's like a race of dragons that they meet in this world and their leader, his name is Sectoris. And I remember like wanting, once I started doing like the official version of, uh, of this story, um, I really like the name Sectoris. And so I got, you know, I like this to be like the main character's name. It's, mm. it's a good name. Like I, I want to actually like use it throughout the story and not just have it be someone that they met in a completely different version, like gotcha. in one scene. Yeah, he seems like an important character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I did that and I like made all the names uh, kind of similar, at least like they all end with like the US or like the a AUS. Um, you know, kind of like they're all like similar or they're the same um, like species or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. have same names and like some of them just have like it's like it's like they were given more personality or, or even abilities, right? Oh, yeah. And, and that's like the thing, too, where like, uh, you know, taking from the idea of like, oh, you know, this guy was called Cheetah Cobra. Like, OK, his name, you know, is now, um, you know, Phineas. Uh, but he, he runs really fast, you know, and then like, instead of Eagle Cobra, like his name's now Solarius and he can see far. It's I like, like yeah, I took those ideas and was like, all right, let me like use that in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like, and like with the names, cause I remember I was in a writing workshop, like right after high school and they're like, oh, all these names sound too similar to each other. Like you should change them. It's like, no, but like angels all have an EL at the end of their name, hmm. Michael, Gabriel, uh, Azrael, you know? Like, I did not know that until this just now. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, it's they're all like of one species. They all have like similar names for like a reason or whatever. So like yeah. these guys are like that, too. Yeah, I like that. I I really like so far from whatever that you describe everything so well, like your writing style, you're describing things so detailed, like like I'm actually there. I mm -hmm. can see it and feel it, but it's also not you know slow okay. you ever read a book where it's just so much detail yeah. that there's almost a lack of events your story moves along very very nicely i yeah. like it thank you um yeah like um a thing that uh, i'll probably get like hate on or whatever it's like uh, i remember like trying to read uh, the hobbit which uh, i never like finished uh which i uh, mean at some point i should go back and like read it and it's a very like renowned story but uh I specifically got really frustrated with, uh, there's the scene where all the doors, uh, yeah, have you ever read The Hobbit or like you, you've seen the movies maybe? Not no? particularly. Okay. No. Well, uh, so there's, I need to. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where uh, you're introduced to like all these doors. They like come over to um, like the house for like some feast and it's it was just like so frustrating for me to read because it's like, oh, here is, you know, Dorf with, you know, his name, you know, Here's his name. This is what he looks like. This, this, that. He's wearing this, this, and that. Okay, now this guy comes in. He's wearing this. He looks like that, this, and that, that. And it was like a whole page of just like describing each and individual character as they came in. And Nothing's it's like, happening. Yeah, it's just like, this is so dumb. Like, this is what we're taught not to do in writing, you yeah. know? Like, and that's a, that's a thing I've always had problems with, like, uh, classic um, literature or whatever. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, we're taught to write a certain way. But none of these guys are doing that, you know, so it's like 
it was always weird for me in school to be like, you're going to be like, follow the directions yeah, yeah. as they teach you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be grading me to write in a certain way, but then you're also going to like have me read this story that is like counter to everything you're teaching me. And then you're also trying to tell me that this is a good story. Right. You know, like, uh, but it's an iconic book and it's written completely a different way than the way that we're going to teach you, but yeah, yeah. it's a great book. Yeah. It's like, why, why did I get a C on my essay? You know, like, <laughs> You, you wrote I wrote, uh, that I put too much detail in here. Like, what, what, what does that mean? You keep telling me to write as much detail as possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's subjective, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like um, the inception of uh, the unholy darkness, I guess, is yeah. starting from a kindergarten game that I played um, and just like a story yeah. I, I always really liked. And it's kind of funny to me, like, thinking back of, like, I don't know, it's not just me, but there's three other kids who are, like, totally fine with the idea of me drawing some, like, you know, borderline demonic symbol <laughs> and us pretending to be demons and yeah. stuff, you know? I'm sure someone's going to listen and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and, and especially, well, I like... Used to, like so I used to... Um... I, was, I used to love like Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah. So my thing, like very in a similar sense, like you know that that kind of sitting in the back seat, you know, your imagination is running wild. Oh yeah. I used to, that was me. I used to think about like Dragon Ball Z powers and and that sort of thing. So it's not it's it's just a different yeah it's different thing. And so there's a almost a comic book style thing about this, right? Is did you ever think that? Did you ever think about like um, that being your route versus? Yeah, so I never once uh, had thought of that. Um, I never once thought of the idea of just writing a comic book. It's just like I'm, you know, I'm writing a novel. I'm trying to write novels. And I remember uh, when I first uh, got the the painting. Um, so I'm a regular at um, the uh, comic shop uh, Third Eye Comics uh, in Annapolis, specifically. Um, for a while, I was going like every single week to get my new stuff. And I still kind of do too, but um, try not to. Uh, but I remember like the first time I went there after I got my um, like the painting for my cover. I showed uh, Torma, who's one of my buddies that works there, uh, you know, just like a picture of it. And I was like, "Oh, look at like you know the cover art for my book." And he looks at it and he's just like, "Wow!" So it was like, "This is gonna be a comic book?" I'm like, "Oh, it's not." But he's like, he planted the seed in there, and since mm -hmm. then it's kind of like. You know, I wish I thought of it before because it's been really cool to be like working on this like graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and that's now like a plan I want to do in the future. Like, um, uh, and I'm taking off yeah most of next year to work on my projects. And one of the things I want to do is now like write a uh, a comic um, script version of this story. Uh, and I was thinking maybe sometime after I do the the second book um there can also be like a graphic novel version too yeah i know in these like one or two sessions that i i looked at there you know there's like two images mm -hmm. but they're very they're strong like they're i guess because you know you you read some chapters and then you, you get hit with like uh you know one one page of a, of a graphic and it's like it, it puts you there oh yeah you know? yeah because um i i think i originally wanted to do that um i mean i just like art uh yeah. and i have a lot of good uh friends who are artists and um you know trying to like i'm putting myself out there hey i can like get your work like out there too yeah. uh you know we can like do this together in a way uh, and i know originally i wanted to have a uh, image for every chapter 
Uh, but like, uh, at least by then it was like, you know, uh, I'm almost done with the book. I can't be like adding more things to do. Of course it took like two extra years after that, where it's like, I definitely had plenty of time yeah. to work on all this stuff. But, um, uh, and so instead of just do like the pictures for every section, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, to at least say I set the tone or whatever, I like what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I was like, especially with, um, the, the symbol, cause I feel like, um, I mean, I think I describe it well enough. Uh, but at least like, it's still kind of like a weird thing to describe with like all these like intersecting lines and stuff. And like, it really helps if, um, there was like some visual aid. For, it did. It did. You know. I, yeah. Yeah. No, the way you describe every, you know, from page one, you know, it just, it really grabbed my attention to put me almost just in like outer space. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Especially how you describe like it's a blank canvas and something needed to be done. That that was really cool. Oh yeah. Like, okay, you know, imagination is on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Uh, I really like the idea of blending in the uh, both like the creation mythology with um, the Big Bang theory, because like I don't know, there's like truth in everything. Yeah. You know, who's to say only this happened or only that happened? How about they both? You know. There's a lot of unknown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I imagine that, you know, you've mentioned like, oh, looking back, I maybe should have done it. I bet it's like, you really, I mean, if you don't just do it, right? If you don't just publish, just time passes and you're like, I'm going to add this and add that. So you do need to just kind of, like, there needs yeah. to be some type of a soft deadline, right? Oh, yeah. And that's like, uh, you mentioned earlier of like, you know, setting like the deadline time or whatever is um, like kind of difficult because, yeah, like. It's not like I can just go home and write every single day, which, uh, I mean, I could do, but it's like not always going to be good. Uh, but I guess that's like the idea. Like, um, I know it's Stephen King and his book on writing just talks about like, you should just write every day. Uh, and then like Joe Hill, uh, who's one of my favorite authors in the introduction of one of his books, he even mentions like, you know, just like write every day. Like if you write, um, like uh, what was a hundred like words a day or like a thousand words a day after a year, you'll have a book. Like it won't be good, but you like you wrote it down, you know, like it's mm -hmm. all, it's all there. And that's kind of like, I think I've been trying to get more into the habit of which um, I was doing really well, uh, especially like during the pandemic and like the year afterwards, but this past year has just been so busy. And like, yeah. um, you know, that's also why I'm trying to like take, uh, take my leave from work so I can get back into the habit of uh, like creating every day what is that process like do you have okay so you're you're done with section three and you're you're do you already have you have in your mind what's gonna happen and you just have to put pen on paper or you know typewriter or keyboard whatever you use, right but, um, or do you is it evolving while you're writing are things changing and you or you sometimes you probably write and then you scrap that you're like nope start yeah. over like well, a little bit of both, um, or I guess of the first few, um, we're like, I have an idea of what I want to happen in the story. And, uh, one of my bad habit traits is, uh, I don't plan. I just write. Uh, and like, yeah, my mentor, a lot of times like, you gotta write outlines. You gotta brainstorm. Like, no, no, no. I, I don't know like exactly like how it's going to be. I just got to write it until like, I know what I want specifically okay uh but of course like uh, once i finally was like wait let me like do uh yeah an outline of the chapters then it actually helped a lot and it's like well i mean that's why we're you know taught to do that and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think it was trying to figure out what i wanted to um 
have the images be where I was like, all right, let me like do a table of contents and a quick little like summary of what happens and everything. And that, that just helped a lot too. Of like, oh, okay, now I know what I actually want in these chapters. Uh, but like writing um, kind of like takes its own life a lot of times, um, especially like, I don't know, the more you write certain characters, uh, I guess the more human you make them, the more they take their own life. And it's kind of like, you're dictating what they are doing as opposed to telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like the thing with the uh, antagonists, uh, which you haven't gotten to yet. But uh, in section two, we are introduced to the main antagonists. And then there's like some others that follow after that. Um, and, you know, of course, like antagonists, like supposed to be the bad guy or whatever. And like, um, but, you know, you can't really have, like, a trope of, like, this person is just bad because he's bad. Um, so we can give him, like, back into, like, something of an underdog. Because mm-hmm. uh, they are, like, mistreated and they are, like, trying to, I guess, like, better themselves. Um, but, of course, like, at the end of the day, it's still, like, uh, their motives and stuff are not um, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing I've, I've thought a lot about after writing out uh, some of those later parts where it's like, you know, now I feel like there's not a clear good guy or a bad guy in the story. Um, I guess there's still protagonists, main character, and antagonist, some force that um, disrupts life for the protagonist. And that's like what those mean. But it's like they don't necessarily have to be black and white, good and good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like a. Uh, I'm really into like the idea of balance and how like uh, nothing is like a particular way. You know, there is no evil. Uh, it's just perspective. Everyone's just trying to do what they think is right. You know, and that not might that might not work for some folks, and it might actually like harm other people. Uh, but they're at the end of the day, they're still doing what they think is best, and so that doesn't necessarily make them bad. Right. It's, um, it could be bad for you. Yeah. But it could be their best choice you know for whatever that is yeah i like that a lot i I, I, with most things i try to have a my my wife we get into it about this that and the other thing and she hates that i do the whole like um devil's advocate thing like yeah but look at it from oh yeah this perspective and she's like but it's the wrong one it's like Mm -hmm. it's the wrong one for you maybe yeah (laughs) and not just her but you know like yeah that's uh that's a that's the thing i do all the time um i have like that's definitely a bad habit of mine of devil's advocate because like i can't like turn that off even if it's stuff in my own perspective i'm always like oh but then again you know in this other light and it's just like i don't know i know it frustrates a lot of people yeah, but, yeah. like um i mean there, there's more than one perspective to oh, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and there's even with you know movies shows you know books and all that there's a section of people that go towards the antagonist or the villain oh yeah you know, that's who they relate you know more with or that's the perspective that they you know grab onto more yeah yeah like so i'm a huge star wars fan uh i really love star wars and like uh the movies are very straightforward black and white um i mean it's hollywood cinematic movie so you know, there's like a clear good guy a clear bad guy and like the uh you know the dark side users the sith they're like evil yeah. Uh, but it's a little different in like the books. Because uh, yeah. I know, like, I really love the movies a lot, but I've seen them so many times. And it's just kind of like, I want more Star Wars, but there, there's only these, like, you know, six movies at the time. Um, let me just start reading all these books. There's like so many books out there. And like, The Sith, um, I guess, like, still, like, you know, 
like deep down they're still like evil quote unquote bad intentions yeah bad intentions but i feel like originally like the idea is um so the jedi order was very uh stern with um so they will like seek out in the galaxy for other force users and it's basically like oh you can use the force so you need to join us the jedi and learn to live our like dogmatic lifestyle and like you know squash your emotions and you can only use your abilities for like the greater good and this and that you know or just stop using your powers you know and it's like but this is my natural born abilities who are you to tell me to join your religion or just not use my powers so it's like okay well if you're not gonna join us then you have to die and uh it's like really weird for like uh because like the jedi are you know uh depicted as like peacekeepers but like peacekeepers you know law enforcers um you know they they're still going to harm those who aren't with them that's that's how you keep peace you know sounds like communist china yeah yeah, you know (laughs) and that's kind of how like the sith came to be there was like jedi who were like no we don't want to do this um we're human or whatever we have emotions we we should be able to use our emotions yeah i should be able to use the force however i want and so they fled the the jedi order uh, and created their own empire. Um, and I, don't know, I uh, so I like really like that a lot. And it's a thing I've latched onto, especially with how um, just like uh, world history works, you know, um, uh, I guess like maybe especially with like American history too. Yeah. Um, our country has done a lot of things in the past where we would, um, you know, basically create these like insurgents in other countries um like in the middle east and like in uh, central america um and then one day the that group or just like no actually you know we're not you know we now have the uh the resources and whatever to hold our own uh we're gonna fight against you guys because like you know you guys are like trying to tell us what to do or whatever but we're sovereign country yeah yeah get out of here yeah, and that's like uh, that's a thing I really like about Star Wars. I feel like it uh, reflects a lot on just like our culture, um, you know, like, just like yeah, the whole like war in the Middle East. Like I know, like really like kickstarted again, yeah, going back to like nine eleven, whatever. Like that's kind of like the thing that kickstarted everything. But like um, we have been doing stuff there for years before, yeah, you know, and like it only makes sense that um, these people would want to stand up and fight for like what is theirs kind of thing yeah and then that brings up the the question again so like so who is the bad guy right well depending on who you talk to yeah yeah. there's going to be a large swath of people that you know no matter what will look at uh you know people from you know middle east as evil yeah or you know bad there's this, this horrible stereotypes you know and uh that's that's happened in, in throughout all of history, right? Like, oh yeah, it, it's like a tribal thing. Like you know, those people are from you know that side of the world, and they want to take what's ours. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, also with like the this you know the uh, discovering of the Americas and stuff. It's like, oh, here's these people who are just like living their lives, you know, however they're doing it, and then like all of a sudden, uh, there's these other people who are like, oh no, you guys are savage, you know, like oh you gotta you gotta worship our god. Yeah because what you're doing is not right you know it's just like oh but i mean they were living pretty peacefully <laughs> oh my god I, I get i get bothered a lot um the church stuff or religion not just religion in general 
think religion's important, mm. but specifically like Christianity is really pushed by, you know, Latin Americans, right? Oh yeah. We could be with family or, you know, friends and, and they, they really push the Bible and Jesus Christ, this and mm. God that. And I'm always like in the back of my head, I, why do you believe in this? Mm. You know, because someone taught you, right? Like someone, someone showed you this, but we like Central Americans, right? You're from Guatemala. Yeah. Right? So we're from El Salvador. Like our people are like the native people from this area, you know, in the Americas, like you said, we, we didn't know anything about, you know, the good book, right? Like, yeah. We worshipped all other, you know, different types of gods and and yeah, well, like our our uh, you know ancestors, the the, the Mayans were worshiping like you know the stars. Like you know, we studied stars and stuff, and it's like then yeah. these like group of Europeans come by and they're like, no, no, like you guys are savage. And it's like uh, I don't know, they might have been more sophisticated than the Europeans were. Yeah, what seemed like in an instant. Yeah, you know. The huge population decreased, you know, oh, yeah. in the Americas, you know, mostly probably because of disease, but there was a lot of just massacre, right? Yeah. And then, you know, they start just erecting these statues everywhere and spreading, you know, the Bible out everywhere. And, and suddenly that's the, you know, the rule of, you know, the rule, the, that, was, that was law, right? Yeah. And it's, it still is like that in a lot of places, but I don't know. I, for me, it gets a little frustrating because it's like, yeah, I, I don't. I really don't know how to put it into words. <laughs> yeah, no. I um. So I, I was raised Catholic, um, but uh, definitely have like stepped away from from that many years ago. Uh, and like I do believe like the ideals that all religions share are they're they're good and it's, yeah. and it's all very like common stuff basically it's you know don't be a jerk to people <laughs> you know rule yeah that's, one. <laughs> yeah that's like that's like the main thing like it's all the religions like yeah like teach the same thing which is cool uh but like specifically like like structured religion i'm not like cool with and like i'm kind of like anti like religious especially i guess like going back to like with like being raised catholic and just how like what has happened within our like ancestry and stuff i'm, I'm like especially like anti-catholic um because it's like you know why are we like like how have we gone so far to be like forced into believing this stuff um that now we're like on the other end forcing ourselves to like no no like don't question this this is right this is you know truth um you know nothing else like because there's even like uh one of my brothers uh is a jehovah's witness uh which is like different kind of section of uh like christianity yeah um and they're like especially like very hardcore or like um uh, like he doesn't celebrate any holidays uh can't look at like you know blasphemous imagery and stuff it's just like you know like a lot of strict people like that too yeah in, yeah in my family yeah. and it's like i mean like it's just like an image, you know, like, <laughs> are, are you so weak willed that you think you're going to become corrupted by looking at this thing? You know, like it's uh, at the end of the day, I think it's a uh, it's like that's you. It's not like about God or something like no. There's like something going on with you that you're uncomfortable with and you're using this blanket of, uh, you know, like faith, but blind faith. Yeah, know, to just. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, there's certainly good, you know, values, you know, to that come out of religion. I think religion helps a lot of people. And 
you know, I think Christianity helps a lot of people like, but sometimes it goes a little far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like myself, like I'm i I'm very spiritual. I do believe in like, you know, a higher force of some sorts. Uh, I don't believe in like a man who's like looking down on us or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like, uh, I believe like the universe as a whole is conscious and everything, um, it, you know, similar kind of thing where it's like, you know, everything is the universe. So like you and me, the trees, like even inanimate objects, like the table, and it's all connected together. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all one. And I like heavily believe in that. And like, you know, in times of uh, stress, uh, like I do like think back and like, you know, in a way, like kind of pray like that the universe will like, you know, guide whatever to, uh, you know, be better or, yeah. you know, whichever way that is. Um, and uh, I think everyone should have have a little bit of that. Yeah. And maybe that maybe that is kind of what religion is. It's just been corrupted <laughs> no yeah like, well and that and that's like the thing too it's like i'm sure like there's definitely like truth to like the bible and stuff but the bible itself was written by, by man. man yeah and, and we're yeah men bad sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah humanity is corrupt yeah. and so going back to tenebris that's kind of like uh one of the main themes yeah. it's like uh the story is kind of my uh social commentary on humanity okay. and just like the corruption that power gives uh, a person and um you know how we discriminate against uh those who are different from us and these are like main plot points in the story because that's like just how history has been yeah you know um you have uh, faith in a thing people are going to take that and use it against you um and it's, like, yeah, it's like it's a power and control thing yeah right? there's a line i remember uh messaging you there's a line that i, I really like very early in the book again yeah. i'm only through a few chapters uh where the creator uh says there was too much of nothing and now there needed to be something mm -hmm. i love that i don't know and it goes back to what you were saying about balance Right? Oh, yeah. like it seemed like if something was tipping in a certain direction it needed to be changed mm -hmm. to, to balance you know to balance that yeah um, and so like the the creator is like essentially like the god character um and in in like almost like a way of how i would view like you know a celestial god to be of like you know a um an entity of light you know or like some some yeah. sort of force you know yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's just like uh, with its uh, inception, it's just realizing like, oh, they're like, just me. That's it. There's nothing else here. Okay, let's fix that real quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the blank canvas. I love. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, like the the whole like painter um, like uh, parallels there. Yeah. So thirteen years, um, and you you said that once your dad passed, hmm. what was uh, was there like a emotional jolt there that that helped you just dive into this you know like okay now i'm gonna write this book like was was your dad uh like a motivation there at all or um no not so much uh not so much about stuff like that um i think uh things like um writing books or like doing music or whatever uh, at least in his perspective would have been more of like um you know fantasy like oh you know that's a nice dream but you know you gotta do something um you know, I know, like my oldest brother has always referred to my writing as like a hobby, which is like it's not a hobby; it's um, how I live. Yeah, you know, this is like what it's I who am. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't not write. I can't not create. Um, 
But no, it's just, uh, I don't know. Um, after my dad had passed away, there was, um, I guess like some things changed with my friends. And I know like uh, some of my friends were like doing some other things, but like uh, I spent a lot of time by myself. Uh, and like, at least in my perspective at the time, it seemed a lot of like, you know, people didn't want to be with me or whatever. And so I'm like stuck alone with like my grief. And it's just like, well, let me um, not pay attention to this. You know, let me yeah. uh, you know, work on something. And that's when I started writing the book. Cause it's like, well, I, um, it's like, I feel friendless and stuff right now. So let me like create my own, uh, friends, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And like, um, uh, death or like grief has been a very big driving force, uh, for this story. Cause, um, I moved to Pittsburgh in like 2012, uh, I lived there, uh, until 2016. But there was like a good two years where I was working full time uh, at Starbucks and then also as a cook at this uh, burger whiskey bar called Wing Hearts. Uh, and during that time, I did very little writing because um, well, I was just working so much. Um, I barely had time to sleep. Um, and my uh, my best friend, uh, Luke, uh, Luke Ellison, uh, he had uh, committed suicide in um, August of 2014. And by then I had a roommate living with me, so I didn't necessarily need to work the two jobs as much. Um, but once uh, like Luke had died, it was kind of like, um, okay, um, I need uh, to do what? Like distract yourself. Well, and not even distract myself, but it's like, I need to finish my book. Okay. You know, I, uh, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm just working, you know, I, I need to like do what makes me happy. Yeah. Um, even if that means that I'll struggle some, you know, because I don't have as much money or whatever, like, yeah. um, and that's, you know, like at the end of the day, that's what we all like, you know, our society is like so messed up cause it's structured in a way that like, you have to make money to survive. Yeah. Um, but what we need to do is do what makes us happy. Um, cause that is how we actually survive. Yeah. Um, well, otherwise, what's the point? I mean, you, yeah. Time flies, and you're like 56 years old, and you haven't done anything that you want to do. Yeah, you're, you're just probably like, miserable. <laughs> you just have some like you know money in the savings, you know. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so it's just like, all right, I need to get back to my book. Let me. And that's like, uh, from that point, I had left Wing Hearts and just like hardcore went back into my writing. And I started working on several other projects. Um, there's like one that's um I'm kind of thinking might be my next novel that I complete. Um, it's called The Daily Grind. And it's basically like um, satire on the like war on marijuana. But instead of it being uh, weed, it's coffee that's illegal. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cause like coffee. That's good. Yeah, you know, I'm like, that's a good concept. Yeah, right. Cause like coffee like actually is addictive, you know, yeah, yeah. and like, and it does have some like, um, yeah, can have some negative oh, yeah. uh, impacts to a person's health. Yeah. Uh, and it's just weird because it's like, it's like unregulated. Like children Completely. can buy coffee. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. um, I joke with my mom uh, you know, about that. You know, she'll tell me about her high blood pressure, this and that. And she's, you know, she's like, I had, um, I had my coffee before I checked my blood pressure. I'm like, yeah. maybe check it before. Because I mean, you're just, it's just a drug. I mean, yeah. but yeah, you're right. I mean, how many I mean, you, you're at Starbucks, you know, how many people consume yeah. a, a crazy amount of caffeine. And so <laughs> many people are like complete, well, you know, assholes 
until they have their coffee, you know? And, and it's, it's a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so messed up because just like, oh, you know, just haven't had his coffee yet. Where I was like, no, no, he's a drug addict <laughs> yeah. and he's fiending. That's why <laughs> right. he's like throwing a granola bar at me because he needs his fix. This is not cool. You know, this is a, a, a an issue. But if it's someone that's like, oh, man, I, I, I haven't had a, you know, haven't, haven't got my mind right. I can't. I can't eat anything yet. I need to, you know, smoke a little bit or something. And mm-hmm. society looks at that in a completely different oh, yeah. sense. Do you partake? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I definitely do. Uh, not nearly as much now as I used to. Um, it kind of takes away my creativity, which is um, like difficult when I'm trying to do stuff. Uh, but it's, I guess, more like a end of the day kind of thing. Uh, definitely helps me sleep. Um, I have a lot of like... Uh, like tortured like dreams and stuff um uh, i have very very big uh conscious i guess mm. when you're um, asleep uh well like trying to get to sleep or whatever oh, shit. yeah and so like uh like pot definitely really helps like ease that down um and especially like now too where i have like a lot of um uh food restrictions and stuff and like even with i'm eating all the things that are like fine for me to eat it's still like sometimes doesn't sit well with me Hmm. um you know and then like you know cannabis is like very good for like settling uh stomach yeah, stuff. and stuff yeah um i mean it's uh, almost like a cure-all type thing yeah um, it's super good no yeah <laughs> everyone it, it should do it <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's the, and that's the thing it's like there's so many more benefits to this thing uh why is like you know why why is it this way and so like the daily grind is supposed to be like flip side where like um you know, coffee is illegal. And like all the same countries that like produce like the most um, cannabis are also the big like coffee com- uh, c- countries as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Latin America, um, you know, like Southeast Asia and stuff like yeah. there's like, you know, it's it's very easy to just switch it around a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so the perspective is uh, in that story is like two people. There's like... Um, um like a high schooler who is just like discovering coffee um and like for the viewers or the readers that helps them to learn like um all the like uh stipulations that there is for coffee because i think like his first uh chapter is like him in health class you know like learning about the dangers of coffee um you know and because say no (laughs) say no to coffee yeah, yeah exactly because when something is like uh illegal like you know like if there's a prohibition on something there's uh, all these exaggerated um, facts about the things to like yeah. sway you against it, you know. Um, There's like they've made like movies about uh, weed. Oh like, yeah, like Reefer Madness Reefer and stuff. Madness. Yeah, 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 which like you know uh, <laughs> you, you you smoke it and you you can't stop smoking it because it makes you crazed and you got to keep smoking it and then you're gonna like go and kill someone because like you're just so insane. Yeah. Uh, whereas like yeah, with coffee, it's like you know. Coffee kind of like sends people to the bathroom and stuff, you know, gets like your digestion going. Yeah. yeah. So like one of the things is like someone in this house has that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I won't say it. No, someone yeah. in this house I know, needs I... it to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. Uh, I, I got that. Yeah, a couple of sips and it definitely uh, sends me, especially I don't really drink coffee like that anymore. Um, well, yeah, like one of like the uh, exaggerated facts is like the first time you drink coffee, you shit yourself. <laughs> Because I, I remember, like, hearing someone say something about, like, like smoking crack. Like, oh, the first time you smoke crack, you shit yourself. And I was like, I love that idea. Like, let me, I want to use that for, like, when you drink coffee the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of people, that's normal every morning. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I think that will be a really fun one to do. Yeah. Um, and so that's like the one perspective. And then the other perspective is a, uh, a dealer, um, like someone who like is running the trade of like coffee in the area. And Not this curing machine, yo, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like there's actually like a whole scene that I really love, um, and it's like these two guys who are like um, grinding all the all the beans and stuff and packing them up in bags and whatnot. Um, yeah, just little thinking. dime bags of coffee. <laughs> yeah, and I really like because like um, there was like there was someone that I had met um, who was a grower, and I remember like uh, one time like I was helping him like trim up his plants and stuff. Mm. And it's kind of like, I really loved the aesthetic of like, because especially like at the grow out that we did, did that, which was a completely separate house that was basically just like a shell. Like it's a house, it's a really like crappy, janky house on the outside. And then when you go in it, um, it's even worse on the inside where there's like floors, like floorboards missing. And like, there was like a whole room that just didn't have a floor like altogether. And it's just kind yeah. of like this place where we have like one light and like, you know, a couch. And it's like, okay, we're just like trimming up everything and stuff. And it's like, this is like... This would be really cool to like put in a story and just like change it up to for it to be like coffee yeah so you just go by your day-to-day -day and something grabs you right like it seems like you just you find something and it hits a light bulb like oh yeah. this is gonna be in a book this yeah that's be. that's kind of yeah like there's a lot of things where it's just like a situational thing i'm like oh that that sounds like that would be a cool story like you know yeah. file that for later um someone i can't say who yeah, but someone recently told me that they were looking into like whether weed or shrooms has ever killed anyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think so far they had, they had found nothing like that. Yeah, I mean you can't <laughs> overdose on them. Uh, you might have a bad time. Yeah. Um, but you know, I die. Yeah. Uh, you know, It'd it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not like heroin where like you know you're you're it's going to kill you. You know. Um, so uh, while you're writing, you don't smoke. Uh, no, I don't. I like, I know I like, I used to like one of my like things was like, I used to like sit down, have like a cigarette and like, you know, take a, uh, like have my bowl, like on the side, like take a hit a couple times, like have a cigarette. Uh, and like my whiskey and coffee. I always like had like a spread of like <laughs> my vices or whatever. And like, okay. I ended up like, you know, going to writing. Okay. Um, that slowed down. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe it's, like, age or something or whatever, but, like, now, or also, I guess, uh, you know, cannabis is so different uh, these days where yeah. it's, like, oh, okay, now, like, all right, now I'm just trying to, like, hang out and, like, maybe do some drawing or whatever, but I'm not going to, like, make a story. Yeah, yeah. Which is helpful sometimes, too, because, like, uh, my brain just gets so cluttered um, a lot, um, which is, like, why I create so much. It's just, like, there's so much happening in my head of, like, there's all this, like, music and stories and stuff. And it's just like, ah, yeah. I need them to go away. And sometimes, like, you know, when I, like, smoke, that helps, too. Because, like, oh, okay, now I feel like a regular person with, like, you know, a thought or two in my head at the time and not, mm -hmm. like, dozens. <laughs> gotcha. You said you're in a two-man band. Mm -hmm. Where do you guys, uh, you guys mostly just jam out, like, on your own? Or yeah, you... we just jam out. I uh, haven't done any, like, um... Well, like, when we first started, we did do like a couple shows. I remember there was a thing called T Pass that was at Kenmore, and uh, my my brother uh, he used to be a, a rapper um, under the name like Dia or Dia Too Ill, and uh, he like had this event at Kenmore, and it was like students you know sharing their uh, like different music things, and 
we weren't students. We were like, you know, already out of high school, but it was just kind of like, um, you know, oh yeah, they're students, you know, in college or whatever. And mm -hmm. so like, we got to perform there, oh, nice. uh, which like, I think we just did like the three songs that we had. Um, we only had like three songs for like 10 years. Okay. Kind of, you know, cause I had also like moved and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I know like two months before I moved to Pittsburgh, we did like an actual gig at, um, uh, Jam and Java. Mm. Uh, in Vienna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like my brother was headlining there and we were, we were like one of the uh, opening acts. Um, and we did like our three songs. And then like the day before we created like three other songs to like, you know, fill it up a bit. Mm. Um, Any yeah. similarities to creating music versus creating like a story? I don't know. Like um, for music, for me, a lot of times it's like I'm hearing like, like we're like playing a melody. Well, specifically, Howard would be playing like a riff on his guitar, and I'm like, "Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, keep doing that," you know. And then so like he was just like in a loop, just continuously like play the same thing, and then like and it just gives me an idea of like, "Oh, okay, this is the story of this like you know song." Like, okay. oh, all right, here we go. And and like um, I I've never like crossed the two together um, until like more recently. We we're like jamming, and there was like this really like kind of like dark moody um thing that like we're like playing and like i was trying to think of something that's like in a chanting kind of way whatever like trying to paint some kind of like story and then it's just like hey why don't i just like take uh something from tenebris and like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's basically like a song about um like vandrua's like fall like to earth or whatever like okay. that, that whole like uh you know the like there's like the egg and stuff or I guess I think the song, Chris, uh, I have to like look at the lyrics like specifically to like yeah. remember what it is. But like, I think I, I like specifically talking about the um, like, you know, this DED uh, bringing the rain because that's like in the perspective of the Serpentoids, it's like, oh, you know, it rained for the first time. It gave us life and then appeared this like, you know, creature. Uh, it must be God, you know, uh, and that's like at least that song. It's like, oh, cool. I've like. It's only taken like how long for me to blend my two medias together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So what's uh what's next for you? Like uh your this book's coming out next week on Halloween. Mm -hmm. Uh you're gonna be at what bookstores? Where can oh. some where can people find the book? All right, so uh I know uh for sure Third Eye Comics in Annapolis. Uh they uh they want to hold my book. Uh last I talked with them, they weren't able to like to find it uh like I guess like through Ingun Spark. Um but uh the fine print or whatever says like it can take like two up to six weeks uh before like certain businesses can find it. Okay. Um so uh, like you know, just regularly I'll like check in with them and be like, Oh, you know, maybe check now or like okay. oh, have you found it yet? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I know like, um, yeah, like, like Steve, the owner has expressed a couple of times uh, to me that he wants to like carry it. And that's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I, uh, Big time. Yeah. Like just in general, walking into a store and seeing my title there is going to be awesome. Yeah. But uh, seeing it at like a place I love so much, like Third Eye, it was, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to like comprehend that. Uh, but um, a, another like writer, writer friend of mine, uh, Harry Carpenter uh who like he, he does like horror um and like some like uh funny stuff too and like and it kind of has like a blend of both together uh it's pretty fun but um he gave me a list of bookstores in maryland 
that I can um, like contact. And I know one of them, um, let's say like, uh, actually I have, I have to look the name, but there was one that he, uh, when I first met him was at this mall in, um, in Maryland. Um, of course I can't think of the, the mall's name. I had never been there before, but, um, one of the the uh, bookstores that he listed for me was the one that I had went to because I saw like, oh, here's some writer releasing a, um, you know, a scary book. It's called a Spooky Tales. And um, yeah, I had saw like just some kind of event on Facebook of like, oh, this writer is going to be signing here. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm always down to like meet uh, and like, you know, get us a, a, a autograph of yeah. like some creator. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I met him. Yeah. It's uh curmudgeon 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 yeah curmudgeon books talk to curmudgeon books yeah and then like yeah a couple other things and then like uh, he said like basically it's like as easy as just asking them sometimes yeah uh and like i haven't uh branched out yet to uh, other places other than third eye um because like i was basically just waiting to like have more of like oh okay it's officially like out. you know out yeah. or like available or whatever yeah. um because i know i first started like emailing uh steve about it um before i even finalized all my publication uh stuff so it's just like oh i'm about to do this i'm just like checking if you still want to do that and then we've seen just like a few days ago that they were like you know having trouble finding it also like you know kind of discourages me a little bit to like you know um start now to like ask people but i guess like getting the word out is is good and like you know yeah. i'm sure it's no problem to like then check back in with them and be like okay like you know it should be available now yeah and i'm sure once you know once they <laughs> have those hard copies and all that you'll you'll be posting it on on social media and people can find you reach out to you if you know if they can't find it themselves or, yeah i was able to find it on amazon in a quick second no oh, yeah <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to get it and and keep reading it, um, and also excited about that coffee book. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, next year uh, I'm taking off a year from uh, like March uh, from work, and I uh, I'm gonna be working on that, and I'm gonna be finishing up my anthology book, uh, which I don't know, I don't, I haven't thought of a title yet. Uh, but of course, like very like cliche, and I'm, I want to have like at least 13 stories in there. So I want like 13 to be in the title. And like, I know, like, I've just been like thinking of like the, like, at least a fun title, of, like Lucky 13 kind of thing. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, um, I have maybe like four of those stories already down or so. And like, I already have like, and I've, uh, flip side to how I did Tenebris where like for this one, I just wrote like a table of contents or like, all right, here's 13, you know, one through uh, 13. Mm. Uh, and then like, I know for sure I'm going to do this story and that one. And then like, sometimes I have certain dreams or whatever. I'm like, Oh, that's a neat story. And then I'll go in and like, just that'll be the title of like the next chapter or something like, uh, just like brief thing of like what the dream was. So then when I have the time and go back, like, oh, okay, this, let me write this story down. Mm um yeah and I don't know, i'm trying to like uh make it original and I, don't know, I know like um there is a graphic novel of like um horror stories that i uh that my partner gave me and um 
I know like on the back of it, it says something about like, it was like no werewolves, no zombies, no vampires. These are all like completely original. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. And that makes me feel like a little intimidated because I do have a zombie and a vampire story <laughs> in mind, but they're a little different. Okay. Because like the, the zombie story is like more of like in the perspective of this little girl uh, and like the community that they have in their like household of like survivors. Uh, but like her father is locked in the basement as like uh, as uh, a zombie, yeah. yeah okay. And it's kind of like supposed to be the story of like, you know, the father being this guy who saved all these people, inviting him to his house, and at somewhere down the line he gets infected, and all these people are like, you know, they don't want to kill him because uh, they have like the sentimental attachment to him, and they just like keep him in the basement. Uh, and it's also like kind of shows that maybe like not all zombies are like you know, these crazed, like, human-eating things, because, uh, I don't know, he's at least, like, more tame or something. Hmm. Uh, but that was, like, a dream I had at one point, and I, like, I just really liked the uh, emotion in the story. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I want to write that. And um, and uh, then my vampire one is, like, uh, supposed to kind of be more of, like, um, uh, a memoir or whatever. It's, like, you know, an, an immortal being reflecting on its, like, very vast life, um and just like the um um how difficult it is to be immortal and like literally um watch everyone you know and love die and uh to continue living and to make more connections and then watch all uh, all those people um you know go away too and it's just kind of like uh it's, it's supposed to be like uh this vampire is on an edge of a cliff at night, uh, reflecting on its life, waiting for the sun to rise. So it's like, you know, basically like committing suicide in a way of like, okay, I'm now done with this life. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's just like, it's a vampire. It's a very like, you know, overused thing, but like done in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you should be super proud of yourself, man. Like who, how many people have like writing a story, writing a book in their like bucket list? But oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it seems like a far away thing. For, for a lot of people i had an idea for a story like years ago and i i got to writing a few pages and then never went back again yeah what, what do you what would you tell someone who was interested in um in putting putting some words down but can't find like the time or or mo the motivation but like the the creativity all of it's there like what mm -hmm. do you what would you tell someone that's like looking for that extra you know push yeah. Well, um, I don't know, like, uh, definitely what helps me a lot is, is reading. Like, uh, the more I read, the more ideas I get. Um, and in both in like how to write and then just also like, oh, this is a really cool story. It gives me like some ideas of a like different kind of story. Um, and yeah, I don't know, just like, um, you know, not even just reading, but just like taking in more content really like, I don't know, inspires me a lot to like, oh, that's cool. I want to do something similar but different you know like i, yeah. I want i want to take this and make it my own kind of right, thing right, right. um and like uh finding the time is always hard but it's like you gotta you gotta make the time yeah. uh and that's the thing like i was doing really well of until like maybe this past spring or something where like at least an hour a day i would sit down and work on something um something writing wise because i'll do like an hour to like work on music and then an hour for writing um and i know like i was trying to at one point at least like my goal was like if i can write a thousand words a day then uh then that's fine like 
and like a thousand words is not, not that much it's like half a page or so hmm. uh at least like on on docs but you do that every day eventually yeah and like yeah because that's even like you know i'm not in the mood for this whatever but like you know you got to make it into a job it's like well i can't just like not punch in i gotta at least put in my hour uh of work a day and so it's like i'm not in the mood but like I'm working on something and then sometimes that like helps of where it's like oh actually oh no now i want to keep working on this and it's like oh it's been an hour like um I'm like keep working on this yeah, for a little longer. Yeah. yeah how did it feel when you were finished um unreal <laughs> it all feels so unreal yeah. um because like very first time i finished the first draft i was really excited i remember buying a bottle of uh 15 year uh oak uh french oak barrel glenlivet and like the glenlivet's my favorite scotch mm -hmm. uh, and i bought this one in particular because it's like a little fancier and like, like all right i'm not going to open this up until i finish my book and uh about like three to four years later i finished the first like draft so it was 19 years age yeah yeah right yeah and so i remember having like my very first sip and i was like oh this is great and like okay i'm not gonna like uh use this until like the next time i do a different thing and and then of course i've like you know also like brought that out for other special occasions sure. and stuff but i literally have like the last um like the last couple of uh pours from it when i uh when my partner and i submitted everything to be uh, published nice um yeah i don't know it's just like really crazy because um uh, my one friend Ed, he um, took the um, the painting. Uh, well, so like the painting, we like digitized it with uh, my buddy Ilya. He took like a, a picture and like made it really dark and stuff to so like the shine on it doesn't uh, glare. Hmm. Um, and then Ed uh, took that file and used it to make the uh, the whole like cover image. And I've always like imagined like oh one day this will be a book in my hands. Um, you know, and then when, when I got this painting, it's like, okay, cool. I'll have this book with this picture, you know, at some point in my hands. Uh, but now, like, looking at, like, the cover design, I now can't imagine holding that in my hands. Because it's like, <laughs> wait, so this is real? This is what it's going to look like? And it's yeah. like, uh, I I don't believe it. I don't believe it yet. Yeah. Not until my copy arrives. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even then, I don't know. Like, it's like, what? what I was joking with uh, my partner, Jager, yesterday, I think, was like, when my book finally comes in, it's like, I'm probably going to be the first author to ever do this, but I'm just going to, like, slam it on the floor. <laughs> Burn it. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tangible, you know? It's like, yeah. it, it's like it's at an actual physical thing now. So it's like, I'm going to be, like, throwing this around and stuff because, like, I can do this now. Right. Yeah. Right. It's yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you made it. Yeah. It's, That's uh, incredible, man. Yeah. And really looking forward to... Um, yeah, all my other projects that I, uh, you know, I have some really good stuff coming up. Um, my, like, yeah, I mentioned about those, but my next, like, really big one is, um, let's see, it used to be called The Interview. It's now called Into the Storm. And, like, I'm now, like, not as, like, I really want to do it, but now it's, like, there's, like, so much. Uh, it was one of those things that, like, I felt like I was being ahead of the times. Okay. Uh, and I remember writing, um, well, it's weird, because it takes place, like, in like like 100 or 200 years from now uh but it's like interview style with like this immortal being and it's the main story is kind of like present time well i guess technically is present time but like i wrote it to be like in the near future and it was like four years in the future uh and i remember like uh beginning of like 2020 i was out of work because i had laryngitis 
And uh, I was just like, oh, let me like work on the interview. I haven't touched that in a bit. And then when I read like the dates in there, it's like, oh, it's today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, uh, yeah, I remember like, because um, it has to do with um, kind of like a World War Three, uh, okay. but it's titled as the Final War. And like the final war, like was declared um, October twenty sixth, twenty twenty. I'm like, oh, that's now. <laughs> well, you called it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I gotta change all these dates now. And yeah, no. And the thing is, like, in that reality of our like uh, country or just the world, um, it's kind of going back to like nineteen um, like sixties, um, you know, communist uh, Russia versus U.S. type thing. Yeah. But it's a um, it's a, a bigger communist like conglomerate of like russia china and like north korea uh and i think like japan also like they all like form together to make this like superpower uh and then there's like the uh no longer united states but the capitalistic states of america which uh like have like what 57 states to it because all of our territories are now states mm. uh and and even has expanded to like go into mexico and stuff and like canada uh and it's like like supposed to be like our country at least the uh you know the csa um where we are like very like upfront with how like capitalistic our country is and that the um the big businesses is what runs the country and like kind of like how now like, so like you know, reality yeah it's like <laughs> like like how now that's like what they are are doing it's like kind of like you know like yeah we're like putting all this money into all this stuff but in that reality, it's like uh, instead of there being like, you know, a person from a Democratic or Republican Party being the president, it is specifically like uh, Exxon Mobil is the president of, you know, the United States or okay, whatever. Okay. Um, it's like oh, at some point, like businesses are going to be part of like politics and like we'll be like voting for businessmen, CEOs to run our country. And then, like, when I first started writing this, then, like, a few months later, you know, it's like, oh, hey, uh, like, did you hear Donald Trump is going to run for uh, president? It's like, wait, what? That's, like, what, what I'm writing. He's not a politician. He's a businesman. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Donald Trump became president. It's like, oh, man, like, I was trying to it's write like about idea, this. Dan. Yeah. Come on, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely happens, right? It's like, I mean, I, I don't know how, how often, like, uh, CEOs and, you know, people in, in these uh, higher offices of the like, corporations go into being like congressmen. I think what I see most of it's like congressmen, once they're uh, done, you know, in the, in, in Congress, they'll, they'll go and be, you know, oh, yeah. a big lobbyist or something, some, some, you know, CEO of like ExxonMobil or something like you said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it's like, um, because I think at least like my story was is kind of more poking fun at uh, George W. Bush, um, you know, because like there's definitely like, of course, the like iffy thing about like the war of like, oh, are we like fighting the war because of like this or that? You know, like a lot of people, um, a lot of the theories was like, you know, we're in the Middle East for oil, you know, um, we, we want oil and so that's like oh okay we'll make like a gas company be like the president mm -hmm. uh and that's how like continues the the war because it's like oh here's all these like little like um i guess not wars but um what do they call it conflicts yeah. you know like yeah. in the middle east you know for their oil and stuff because we're like ran by a, a gas company 
um and then it's just like them um siding with this growing like communistic state and that's kind of like um again like going back to like 1960s where there's like you know the two superpowers of us and russia and we're like fighting for um it was the space race you know yeah, whoever yeah. can get to space for the first time and in a similar way it's um trying to create like a super soldier uh like which country mm. which um you know superpower can create the first like you know super soldier yeah uh, like where that, you wouldn't have to have like casualties like people die instead of just using like machine type of robot stuff or uh well like more of like um uh kind of like captain america style where like oh, let's okay. like you know With powers and yeah and let's create a person weapons. that uh can like you know is like full peak of like what a person can do with their body and like um yeah, you know, like it would like help with casualties because then like they can like withstand pain uh, and injuries more mm. and like like everyone's a Navy SEAL top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah, and so the story revolves around the first super soldier uh, for America, and um, it takes place like a hundred years later, where now our country is no longer like uh, like a country. It's like just kind of. Uh, I don't want to say like fallout from like war because that makes it sound like uh you know it's like wasteland or whatever but it's just like unoccupied okay uh except for this at least like i mean i'm sure there's people like living in different parts of the big country uh but like pittsburgh is like the center of the story and that's where this character lives and he has like his own village and it's basically like he's trying to tell his story of like how he went from being like um the like superhero of america to like learning what the country was actually about and then like flipping sides kind of thing mm. um but of course doing that getting rid of one superpower makes the other one larger and um uh and that like basically just controls the rest of the the world um but yeah and that's like um but that's like my big story where like uh most of my other story ideas like take place within that reality and it's like, I want to do that one to be like, all right, this is like, whereas like Tenebris is kind of like, so this is the grounds of like mythology of like what the universe, um, you know, this is like, yeah, the genesis of this universe. And yeah. then uh, Into the Storm would give more of like, a, okay, these are like the rules or whatever of the world that we live in like or, or that these stories will take place in yeah and so like all my other ideas are kind of like oh like they'll just be like different parts in that or that same world yeah well i can't wait dude to uh check out everything that you put out you got a you got a fan a super fan over here oh yeah, thank you <laughs> yeah no that's uh that's awesome like uh yeah it's just it's just really crazy like i, I can't imagine uh I, yeah this is uh gonna be a really awesome journey and yeah. like um like especially like the very first person who like um because i've been like passing out like my cards like at work because i spent years like talking to like customers about like oh i'm a writer i'm working on this book and now it's like oh i'm done like check out my stuff I'm oh done. Yeah, yeah, yeah and there was like this one guy who's like really cool and like uh his name's keanu and um technically my very first customer okay which like um and i'm like uh you know it's a memorable one right yeah yeah because like uh um i always enjoy talking to him about like star wars and like fandom stuff uh, and then, so like I gave him my car, I was like, oh, hey, talk, you know, telling him about the book and stuff. He's like, well, it's cool. Like, um, you know, how can I like get a copy? I'm like, oh, you can like pre-order, like, you know, when that's available or like, you know, um, 
can like order through me and I can have it sent to you. He's like, I'll be right back. And he like runs to his car and comes back. He's like, or I think he asked, he's like, how much is it? It's like a, like 1999. He's like, I got 20 bucks in my car. I'll be right back. Okay. And then he like gives me the money, which like I got like in trouble at work <laughs> for like, you know, soliciting or whatever. Uh, but it's just like, I, like it just happens so fast where yeah, it's just yeah. like, all right, here you go. I'm like, oh, cool. My first sale. <laughs> and yeah. like, uh, we have, I, um, it's surprising that I've waited this long and still have yet to um, frame uh, my painting. Hmm. Uh, but I want to now when I do that, I want to also put like the, the 20 in there too. Cause you know, like mm, there's always like right. the first dollar kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, that's actually like really cool. Like my first, you know, sale of my book. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've now have sold like seven copies. There you go. So uh, who the, the people that said that this was just here, a little hobby. What are they saying now? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I happen to, like, I know, like, I called my, uh, my older brother, um, two days ago, but he didn't answer. Um, yeah, so, like, I haven't really talked with, like, um, I guess you'd be, like, the only real person in my life that's like that. Like, most of the mm. other people would just be, like, customers at Starbucks or whatever. Because, like, I especially remember when I first started at Starbucks, I worked at Virginia Square, uh, Metro, uh, station. Okay. Uh, and across the street was, like, the DARPA building. And so there's all these, like, suits who are, like, you know very like official or whatever and they're like you know they would always uh like they see like a young person working some like you know service job and they're like oh uh so you in school i'm like no i'm not in school and like well what are you doing with your life like oh, i'm a writer that's nice what are you gonna do with your life I'm like yeah. i'm they want you writer. to be as miserable as they are yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's like i'm a writer it's it's what i am doing that, and, this this area and i think a lot of the east coast has, uh, a, has a lot of you know uh what do you do what do you do? How much do you make? Where'd you go to school? Yeah, yeah you know, I, I don't care about you. I care about your title. Yeah. Where are you presenting to society? You know, like, what's your part as a gear in society? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, so yeah, you've I'm read... I'm not part of your plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Uh, so yeah, you've read, like, the beginning of the book. You read my dedication. Was that uh, in the beginning or end? Uh, it should be in the beginning. Um, yeah, I read... Um, yeah, I liked, it. Uh, you know, the part where, you know, you said that... Um, one of your motivations was, uh, or, or you, you were, you were sad that, you know, your friend wasn't going to be able to, oh, yeah. to read it, but that he, he used to always ask you every time he ran into you. Like, yeah, for it. Uh, but yeah, like the, the very like first part of the uh, dedication is like the, uh, you know, uh, I dedicate this to all the people who oh, didn't yeah. believe in <laughs> me <laughs> and who, yeah, who didn't like support me or whatever. I love that. That first paragraph. <laughs> yeah, no, this like, is for you. <laughs> exactly. Cause like, um, uh, I'm a really big Biggie fan. And I really love um, like the song Juicy, like the the introduction to that. There was like, you know, this is dedicated to, uh, you know, all those teachers said I'll never amount to nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, I remember listening to that one day and I was just like, yes, that is how I'm dedicating my book. Yeah. And like even wearing my favorite socks, which, well, they're kind of mismatched. But, um, uh, you know, the one says my haters are my motivators. Yeah. And then uh, this one, which I waited, uh, I bought like two years ago and didn't wear them until... Uh, now that I've like published my book, which is um, success is the greatest middle finger. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. how I feel about my book. It's like yeah. once I have it, it's like, yes, this is my fuck you to right. every single person who doubted that I'd do this. Right. You know, who uh, dismiss my creativity because it's not like a, you know, big money making thing. Their, in their structure yeah, yeah. what the world is. Exactly. Because yeah. like, I mean, you know, I don't give a shit about your society. I'm, I'm just trying to survive. You right. Know? Right. And this is how I survive. I create. That's it, dude. I, I can't, I can't tell you enough, man. I, I, from afar, I always, you know, 
I always thought, you know, you, you came, you come across as a very, you know, uh, intrinsic creative person. And, um, you know, I would see you posting that, you know, with like a, a base or something like that, right. or, uh, you know, you got the, the long hair, the, the long hair, don't care, right. <laughs> you know, you probably haven't shaved in years. Like, you know, that style of just like, fuck this world. It's not about, you know, what you want me to be, you know, you're your own person. And, uh, yeah, I get it, man. I, I'm, I'm with it. I think we're all, we're all trying to find our, our place and, and, uh, shine at what we do best. And so you're a perfect ex example of, of, you know, doing that. And so I congratulate you, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, where can people find you, dude? Okay. So, um, I uh, am on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can uh, look me up uh, through my email, which is uh, barriosbooks at gmail.com. Uh, Barrios is uh, B as in boy, A-R-R-I-O-S. Then another B, double O-K-S, Barrios Books, one word. Um, and uh, I do have a linked tree. Uh, I don't know like how that would like work on there, but like the link tree is like... Uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E uh, slash J-A underscore Barrios. And uh, the link tree uh, can take you to um, an easy way to, for you to be directed to any of my social medias, my email, and then my pre-order, uh, like the pre-orders for my books are on there too for Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble. Cool. Hey, man, it was great to, to catch up with you, reconnect, and... Uh... Hey, maybe you'll be back here again. Yeah. To talk about your second and third and fourth book. <laughs> hey, that'd be cool. And like, even like, uh, you know, we've, um, it would, I've also thought it would be like really neat. It's like, you know, somewhere down the line, like, uh, maybe like uh, a few months or whatever, we're going to like reconnect and actually talk about the book. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe sooner than that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting my book when? Uh, uh, very, this week. Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, it was shipped today. And I'm not sure like how many days it, it would take to like arrive, but like, yeah. you know, it's always usually like two, three days. I'll get through that book in a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, thanks for having me.